Hey, everybody. It's March 3rd, and uh, since tomorrow's March 4th, we've decided to march forth into the future. Hot Stuff is trying to come up with the next big thing. Uh, well, I, I just think it would be nice to have a big thing. He wants to come up with the next big thing on the internet. Yeah, that's true. Small Instead of looking at big things on the internet all day. Yeah. Which is what he does now. So he thought, well, people like blogging, and Twitter, which was like a micro version of blogging, was the next big thing. So he's trying to come up with something else that people like to do a small version of it to well, be the next big thing. People like Twitter, so I was thinking I could make a, a small version of Twitter called Twit, which would be uh, 14 characters per post. Farting. Still farting. <laughs> Oops, pooped. Yep. That's how it would go. That's awesome. That's what I would twit. Yep. Every day. Cock and balls. <laughs> yes. Is that 14? Yeah, yeah, 14 characters. Wow, you're right. It's enough. It is enough to support user-created content. The, uh, so then we were thinking, well, okay, so people like Minecraft. So let's do a smaller version of Minecraft. Hot Stuff suggested MinCraft, yep. which is two-dimensional Minecraft. I, you know, I could imagine a two-dimensional Minecraft being... You could make a platformer. Being fun, yeah. yeah. You could yeah. make platformers. Pixel art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You have to mine down to the bottom of the screen to get the diamonds you need for your blue squares. There's yeah. a guy... Yes. Uh, there's a guy uh, that made, or there's a company that made, I don't know if it's a guy or a company. Um, it could be a company of one. It could be an army of one. Mm. <clears throat> or a company of heroes. Or a Hero. band of brothers. A band of brother? A band of brother. I don't know. Yeah. Is it a band? No, it's a one-man band. One guy? It's a one-man. It could be a one-man band. Uh, with the symbols on his knees? What about a no, one? No, if it's a brother, he'll have plenty of rhythm band. and soul. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Brother from another mother? Yes. A brother, brother, a brother from another planet. Yeah. Undercover brother? If it was Pootie Tang, he could go into space with the astronauts. Yeah. You know, because Tang. Uh, right. Yeah. That guy gets more trim than an astronaut. That's what they used to say. <laughs> and more tang than a barbershop. Um, we need to bring... I, I've said this before, but we need to bring trim back. Oh, he's out looking for trim. I think people still use it. I don't think people do. I don't think I've ever I heard hear it anybody... on a daily basis. But that's because you're always hanging out with me. Oh. And you want to bring it back. <laughs> so you could do a two-dimensional Minecraft. There's a guy... The story that I was about to tell before I got on that, that little undercover brother jag. <laughs> uh, did undercover brother drive a jag? I think so. Okay. Or an, or an Aston... Aston Bentley... A Martin Lawrence. <laughs> did Martin Lawrence... When Martin Lawrence was in Undercover Brother, did he drive a Jaguar, a Bentley, or a, a horse? When Martin Lawrence was in Black Knight, <laughs> was he wearing the Big Mama's House fat suit? Or was he shooting dudes with Will Smith? I, I feel bad for the poor listener who doesn't, like, enjoy and or get pop culture references because it sounds like you are just making up why strings of nonsense words but why would you be listening if that was the, i mean maybe you just want to know about kingdom of loathing in which case uh sorry yeah, well, sorry now buddy you know you're sol <laughs> we've been uh we've been working real hard and uh, now now it is the 90s and there is time for clacks by which i mean everything else that we want to talk about there's uh this company that was making his goal was to make like a more comprehensible dwarf fortress hmm. um and so he released this alpha, which he called an alpha, but was very much just kind of a tech demo. Was it was it like a scaled back version of Dwarf Fortress, like a 
Like a dwarf fortress? Yes. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> Tim Conway walks around with shoes on his knees. Right. And <laughs> gets, uh, And what? The door gets stuck on a dead butterfly, and a dragon kills them all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, they, they golf. <laughs> something, <Okay>. something, golf. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. All it was was you could. I mean, it was very much like the sort of early Minecraft creative ones. Uh, my uh, my lady friend was watching some videos uh, from Notch's YouTube channel, starting from the beginning. Oh, videos okay. that he posted of some extremely early, like cave game tech demo, which was just him, like just fucking around in what was just obviously like the a proto, proto cave, a proto Minecraft. Like it had some of the same textures. Neat. Uh, grass was like just any block of cobblestone that had sunlight hitting it from the top was grass huh. and it was real messy it was jumping around and jumping around and doing things uh, neat but yeah this this thing I don't remember what it's called uh, I, I feel like it had some so in my mind there's we've been trying to come up with a better name for our new project that we're working on and uh, in in doing so, thought thought a little bit about the way things get named. You need like a unique name, right? You need something mm-hmm. that's gonna be that's gonna be just you, something recognizable, like that. Something uh, you can get the URL for. Second Life uh, right. was more successful than there because there is not a thing that you can use in a sentence. Hmm. It's not a thing that you. Well, could, it's a, you can use in a sentence. You just can't search for it on the internet. <laughs> you can't search for it on the internet, but you also can't use it in a comprehensible headline. Sure. Like right. you know. GE opens offices in there. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Says the 90-year-old man. Of course, the 90-year-old man also doesn't know what Second Life is. Or how to read. That's true. That's true. 90-year-old men are from the times before we were teaching kids to read. Yes. Damn you. Damn you public education and your failure to exist prior to 1930. Wow. No. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> someone, someone born in the 20s is getting close to being 100 years old. That's true, I guess. That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, this this tech demo, it, basically you'd click uh, to destroy uh, blocks, or blocks of dirt with grass on top of them. It was it's very Minecrafty. Yeah. Uh, but then there's these little dwarf mans that uh, move around independently. Um, and he said, you know, he a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Why would you release this bullshit? This is just a this is just like a half-hearted Minecraft ripoff. And he was like, eh, sorry. I guess I won't share anything with you guys. Is that what he said? And no. or how it was he a said test it? of. He just wanted to test like pathfinding. You know, it was like basically a test of the pathfinding algorithms. So There's like a one little dwarf that would appear. Mm-hmm. I think dwarves because they're this. They're the height of one block. Yeah. So that makes things easier. Uh, that's the thing about dwarves. They're the height of one block. <laughs> so if you live in a city where the blocks are really big, the dwarves you really gotta watch Not out. Us. They're sort of like colossi. Yeah. Like giants. Yeah. Um, Probably they also have beards. That's true. They might be giants. Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day about Terry Gilliam and the whole Lost in La Mancha. Him trying to make a uh, make a Don Quixote. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Were you telling me about the thing where it was like the sort of reimagining of Don Quixote, where he was actually like saving the world from a race of evil robot windmills <laughs> or something? That sounds like, like he was, a he familiar was the only, concept, he was the only but sane I don't person. really remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember either. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so uh, 
Then we got to talking about uh, about that Wolfenstein 1D game mm-hmm. that was posted somewhere. Um, it was like a line of pixels. It was not simulating a 1D thing at all, right? It was like simulating a 1D thing from an exterior perspective. So it was a line, and you were represented by a particular colored dash of pixels on that line. And then there were like doors that you could open and close, which it was a, the gameplay was extremely simple. There was like an enemy, and then there were bullets. And then you could open and close doors, and then you could shoot. So it was like you had to close a door so that their bullets wouldn't hit you, and then open the door, shoot them, close the door huh. while their bullets were coming. But there were some weird time delays on stuff, and I didn't exactly understand what was going on because there weren't enough Ds. Um, good old Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah. I finally got to that era in my uh, video game history book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, speculation, apparently, that... Uh, Nintendo was partially behind the sort of first kind of moral panic about violent video games wow, that really? Joe Lieberman spearheaded. Yeah, the, it was in the it was in the wake of Nintendo having decided to do a really cut back non-violent version of Mortal Kombat. Mm, yeah. And Sega just ate their lunch because huh. Sega's version was like in the arcade had and Nintendo blood. Yeah, Nintendo's one just had like green shit spraying yeah. out of the of the characters. Interesting. Um, I didn't realize that that was it, uh, it. You know, nothing ever came up that said that it was that it was real. So like, that's just know, a rumor, then. Yeah, but it, but it was apparently going around at the time, and that Nintendo as a sort of a vengeance move against Sega was like. So the PlayStation was supposed to be a CD add-on for the Super Nintendo. What? But the Nintendo guys kind of like, it, according to the story that I read, sort of like decided to work with somebody else in the middle of a trade show and sort of like humiliated the Sony guys wow. and the Sony guys were like you know what fuck you Nintendo we're going to take this tech that we've been working on and just compete with you huh. and that was the PlayStation I mean it was it was the project was the Nintendo PlayStation wow which was a thing that you plugged your Super Nintendo into that was a CD-ROM drive and huh. yeah, it was weird yeah um, you guys got to read this book the ultimate history of video games this is it sounds pretty exciting it is pretty exciting <clears throat> I get a lot of that listening to uh, old old episodes of Retronauts, too. That's true. That's true. They do know a lot about that kind of stuff. I almost want to go back and listen to those from the beginning, having yeah. read this book. <laughs> they, you know, I am... It is hard for me to get very interested in... I am afraid to get too interested in video games that only existed in Japan. Right, because it's like, well, I'll just never be able to play that. Yeah, like right. Mother Three and things like that. Although I did play, I did play that fan translation. I played part of that fan translation of Mother Three. It was like a Game Boy game, wasn't it? Yeah, Game Boy Advance. There was a Game Boy Advance port of Mother Three that they translated, or it was a game. Mother Three is a Game Boy Advance game. Okay, and they 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 made a patch for it, which. Uh, that's what, that's the only thing that that makes me a little sad about giving up the giving up the DS ROM hack cartridge is that I cannot anymore play Mother Three or are you are you similar. giving it up as a from an ethical stance or are you uh, or the 3DS doesn't support it so you know you're gonna have to wean yourself eventually all those things <laughs> and the fact that my card is broken and so not giving it up would entail buying a new card. Oh. Hmm. But also, yeah, kind of the the, eth- the ethical situation. I discovered that the game. I mean, I th- I feel like it is valid to download things 
on a trial basis and then buy them if you like them. But I discovered that all the DS games that I was downloading and found worth buying were the games that I already knew were worth buying. Mm-hmm. It was like the Castlevanias and the Zeldas and, and all the big ticket, well-reviewed stuff that you know is worth your money anyway. And pretty much everything you never else. You never encountered a single hidden gem? One. There was one called Soul Bubbles that I liked and played all the way through that I probably would not have found. But that, mm-hmm. was, the other, that was the only one. Soul Bubbles? Yeah. What, what kind of game was it? It's like um, you're this weird little sprite as in as in fairy not as in graphical object um and aren't you also a graphical object well yes that as well and and you've got like this little floating bubble and you're like swiping the stylus to move the bubble around this around the environment the screen and it's like tunnels and caverns and stuff and some of the some of the passages are too narrow for the bubble to squeeze through, so you have to slice the bubble up into multiple little bubbles and move them through separately. And and you know as it goes, it gets more complicated with like spikes you have to avoid and things like that. Hmm. And it's it, it was pretty fun. Hmm. Uh, let's see, what else do we want to talk about? You guys, you guys got any news? Not really. Wait, I played I mean, some of stacking. That was really good. Oh yeah. It's a weird looking game. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty funky. It's really charming. Yeah, yeah, and and it's is fun. the is it's the gameplay like, interesting? Yeah, it's it's um, it's all puzzles. Yeah, right? it's all it's all puzzles. It's all thinky instead of instead of action, and the stuff is pretty satisfying because <laughs> any any given puzzle has it, it seems like between three and six different ways that you could solve it. And so one of them is probably pretty simple and straightforward to find, so you, you can get through the story pretty quickly, but if you want to, like, get all the... You don't have to solve each get puzzle all the three times or whatever? Right. You, you only need to solve each puzzle once to get through the story, but if you, if you want to collect all the collectibles, then you have, to, you have to find all the solutions, and some of them are... It gets... It gets pretty difficult to find them all. I wonder about their approach to collectibles because in playing uh, Costume Quest, there are these like trading cards with different kinds of candy on them that you collect. And in in playing through the first like sort of area of that, there are two guys that are looking for particular trading cards, and they will trade you another trading card for them, and you end up getting only those cards as dupes. Hmm. And there are a fixed number of combats, and sometimes you get a card for beating a combat, and sometimes you get two cards for beating a combat. But I wonder if it is at all random. I could have looked it up if I was that curious. But, you know, I if wonder... it's possible to get through the game without having got the entire collection. Well, I mean, I, they, I think that you... Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. I'm wondering. It, it, like, and if so, why... What is the value? So I could imagine them implementing a system where... You don't have to fight everybody, though. You can skip fights. You can't. You can't? You cannot complete the first level until you have trick-or-treated at every house. And... You... Okay, there, I, there, I guess you there are some fights... You walked through an area where you got to fight, the end yeah, and you... you, you there are some areas it. at the end where I, I, you might have been able to skip some of those fights. You're right. Um, I don't know if those fights dropped any cards. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't pay attention. Because um, I mean, once you get to that point, you're basically in the end game for that level. So I don't know that you could go back and complete those quests that you didn't complete. Yeah, I don't know. How long is the game? I don't know yet. Because if 
it seems if it's relatively short, then it might be a reasonable expectation that you would play through it more than once to get the collection complete. My my impression is that for me, who goes kind of slow and you know gets lost a lot, tries to exhaustively explore all of the spaces, but is really bad at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing it's five or six hours, hmm. based on the based on the the like distance that I've made it down the list of quests because there are blanks for the quests that you haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it seems like I probably played it for an hour and a half and I beat one level, and I'm guessing that there are four or five levels. Um, the second one pretty significantly different than the first one so far, which is encouraging to me. I'll have to check that out. It, you, I think, would really like it. After I'm done with stacking. I'll I think you might just play through it in a sitting. The mm. combat is weird. It's like a blend of like Final Fantasy, like turn-based, decide who you're going to attack, sort of set your actions kind of thing, and quick-time actions. I mean, it's huh. it's Paper Mario. <clears throat> like, it, okay. it is just exactly like that, where you will do an attack, and like it, every attack has a different time <laughs> thing that you have to do. Or, you know, one of the attacks is you, you hit the attack, and then you just have to like wiggle one of the analog sticks and the more you wiggle it the more this meter fills up and if it fills up all the way you get maximum maximum super crit fire um i don't know that i would like that at all i maybe i'm wrong i mean i've never played paper mario and i didn't play this game and just watching you play it like it didn't seem fun to me i am curious how you would feel about paper mario i i I would almost it would almost be worth assigning that to you as a task task. for work yeah you you could you hold that up as like the prime example of like where low numbers are awesome and it works out really well mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah. for game balance. I mean, I like I, I honestly this and and I can't I can't exactly articulate why this is, but Paper Mario is one of the only sort of large scale console RPGs that I've ever played all the way through, and huh. I attributed entirely to you never played through all the links like the Legend of Zelda and stuff. That I don't count that as a role playing game. Okay. Um. I mean, it definitely has role-playing elements, but, like, a game, you know, I mean a game with turn-based combat, right? Like, Paper Mario does not exactly have random encounters. Wait. You can avoid all a role-playing game has turn-based combat? Yeah. Huh. I mean, the way that I'm describing it. I mean, like, Final Fantasy is a role-playing game. Dragon Warrior is a role-playing game. Super Mario Brothers is not a role-playing game. World of Warcraft is... World of Warcraft is a role-playing game. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But it, it is effectively turn-based, right? I mean, it, there is there is some maneuvering, but you're not, like, clicking a button to swing a sword. You are exactly switching, clicking a button to swing a sword. Yeah. You're hitting one to <laughs> swing your sword. I don't. Like, I mean, you could, say, you could say it's a Japanese-style RPG. Sure. That usually indicates turn-based. Yeah, combat. but I mean, you know, Western RPGs also... You know, the, when the, I think Western RPG, I think Baldur's Gate or Planescape turn. Baldur's Gate is absolutely turn based. It was turn based. Yeah, I don't remember that. You you have like action points to do. I mean, it's like like the Fallout style, right? You have so many things that you can do. Oh, okay. Fallout yeah. is interesting yeah, because it's true. It's both. Right? Well, I mean, or the, early, the early Fallout. Oh, stuff. you're not yeah. talking about yeah, Fallout not 3. The, yeah. It's like been, it has been a long time like, since I played. Games. So I mean, every time I have like, part of my problem is I've not played these games myself. Every time I have watched you guys play Fallout, the the, the more recent Fallout games, it's has been like uh, more of this like pseudo you know turn based combat, which I just think is awful. Like I I really like arcade style combat or whatever it would be called. Right. 
not not first person shooter but like i love the i like you know legend of zelda like that that style of of well play i don't, don't want to get sidetracked on a categorization uh, debate. debate sure but what when i what i'm when i'm talking about paper mario i i think that the reason that i like it is because the way that the complexity of the combat unfolds is extremely gradual and you will get something like that is like badges or something plus one to a number and that becomes really meaningful and it's like oh wow this thing is now twice as powerful as it was before or this thing suddenly becomes viable as a thing that I can do mm-hmm. also the uh, Super Mario RPG actually I should say the Super Mario RPG was the first one that I ever actually played all the way through I also like the I like the sort of what I think some people would refer to as the cuteness of the theming, but I like the sort of like really just iconic simplicity mm-hmm. of the theming. Yeah. Like this is a Mario game. And when you get mushrooms, they heal your hit points. Right. And it's like, you know what? That is just enough. That is just enough of a like subversion of like, Oh, there's a mushroom. So it makes you bigger or whatever. You know, there are like, it's just the super Mario brothers. Iconography is extremely powerful and extremely ingrained. Sure. In us, mm-hmm. in in our generation of, of video game players, right? <clears throat> Super Mario RPG, the timing stuff that you had to do to get your special attacks and stuff to fire right was completely obtuse. It was, it didn't. You, you basically had to like have a Nintendo Power that told you how it worked, or you had to just experiment with it and try and figure it out because it just didn't. Like every once in a while, there would be an attack that would flash up a thing that said press A or whatever, but almost always it was just like, well, if I'm doing a jump attack. And the moment at which Mario jumps on the dude is the moment at which I have to hit the jump button again, and then that will cause a little second animation to do more damage. And if you are good at that, the combats are more or less trivial. If you're not, which I'm not, the combats were like just challenging enough. And there were certain tactics that I would use because I was good at the mini games, mm-hmm. which is a, that is a thing that I absolutely love the idea of. What I would really like in an MMO, for instance, uh, and and what I would what I would really like to do is to make an MMO that is exactly like this, where instead of me becoming a sort of grandmaster alchemist by making three hundred potions in a row, what if there was a game associated with making potions, and being good at that game meant that you were the best alchemist. Have you played Puzzle Pirates? I have not. Uh, I think uh, I, I tried, and I did not like any of the mini games. Yeah, the mini games. Yeah. The first that was what happened to me. The very early mini games on that first ship or whatever. I was like, "This is what everybody's been talking about." And I was like, huh. I, "I absolutely love the idea love of the, it, the concept." But, but yeah, but yeah, but none of the games, none of the games are at all. Fun. I, and I did not give it much of a chance, but it was just so disheartening. It's something that I find myself going back to every year or two just because I go, you know, that ought to be good. But then I play it for like an hour and it's meh. Yeah. I am really interested in, and I, I like, just speaking of which, like Wizard 101 is sticking around and I feel like Wizard 101 is probably pretty good. But I don't like the, I don't like the card based combat, really. Don't you like Metroplexity though? Yeah, that's abstracted away from cards to the point where I don't. I, I mean, I don't but know. Isn't it? I mean, don't you have a deck that you play things out? You of? do, but there. But the cards are meaningful. That like, it is. Like, imagine that you. And I, I, I actually want to. I actually want to try this. 
<laughs> yeah. Imagine that you had a deck of 20 regular playing cards. Yeah. And your, you know, those cards were... This is not like Metroplexy, but this okay. is this is there's more like this. <clears throat> Imagine that you had some abilities that required you to play a straight of three cards, and some abilities that required you to play three of a kind, and so you know, right. some ability, then it was a crit if you got if you played four of a kind or whatever, and then you had some abilities that was just like your high card determined how much damage they did. It is it becomes like like. You're you're situationally reactive based on what the cards are. And maybe you have some control over the composition of the deck. The way Metroplexity's attacks work is that you have all of these... Your skills is basically like a deck of cards. And each of them is... Each of them is a particular action that you perform in combat. And then each of them also has a number associated with it. And on each turn of combat, you you can play any straight. So if your hand contains nothing but fours, you can only do one of those actions. Hmm. But if your hand contains a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five, then you can do five actions in that combat. And the enemies also play with decks of techniques, which the thing is that the depth of that is a depth that I do not care to explore, right? Like I like to just like the my entire approach to this is all right i am going to put exactly the same number of every card in Mm -hmm. here so that i am the most likely to get these straights but i will not pay a whole lot of attention to the actual composition of the attacks which if i did i'm sure there are times when what i do is i play five four three two one and what i should have done because i know that the guy that i'm fighting has a gun or whatever and then he is likely to do some ranged attacks i should have gone one two three four five because then my number one action which was dive behind cover or whatever would have fired before his ranged attacks or whatever and when i'm playing an rpg where the majority of the playing is just you know doing a hundred different fights in a day I don't want to pay a lot of attention to each individual fight. Right. You know, um, I think that the more the more involved the combat is, the fewer of them you should throw at the person. You know, ideally, you could do an RPG where every fight was super interesting and reactive and different than all the other fights, right? I mean, like, there there is no inherent value in fighting the same monster a whole bunch of times. The Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah style sure I mean God of War with 5,000 different types of enemies instead of just three or whatever right I mean that's why I would really like to see like maybe I should start doing what you do and watching these 200 hour let's plays (laughs) of things because I would really like to see all the way through God of War but I'm so bad at it yeah and it's so boring to just fight the same three dudes over and over again it's been because yeah because a lot of these are they're games like it's like I I this is a game that I would probably enjoy playing but I would enjoy it nearly as much watching somebody else who knows the game really well play it and they will get through it in a third the time it would take me to play it because I'm not going to be very good at it. So I, I also I have a hard nearly time nearly the same benefit for a lot less output of time. You'd I think neither of you guys mind just watching somebody else play a video game. Yeah, and I I've really, always enjoyed. I really don't play. like that. I yeah. if I'm if I'm not, I mean I'm not happy unless I'm doing something and watching somebody play a video game doesn't count as doing something. So if I'm not playing, I'm like I'm gonna go in another room and draw a picture mm-hmm. or something, right? Like I, I it's I don't know. <clears throat> what was I talking about? The combat in Paper Mario. Yeah. I like that the numbers are small. Yeah. Um, 
and I and I'd like for you I'd like for you to see it. I'd li- I would like for you to to understand because I feel like in Super Mario RPG it was not like that. Paper Mario was like a a distinct simplification of the combat systems. There was you, and then you had one like buddy, yeah, that you could switch between, you know. And I don't even remember if you had direct control over what they did. I guess you did, because they, they, they had different abilities that you could invoke. Yeah. You could have them either attack or whatever, and then they would, I think there was some quest you could do for each of them that would give them another ability, or there were things, you had a fixed number of like level ups that you found throughout the course of the game that you could distribute mm-hmm. to the little partner guys as you saw fit. Maybe there were enough to level up everybody if you if you were really judicious about collecting everything. I didn't play through it all the way, but I, I definitely remember that the the marshmallow dude was playable as in combat as though you know as his own guy and there was somebody there was like a goomba wearing glasses that you would befriend or something that would could look up in an encyclopedia like details about the monster that you were fighting and like would tell you how many hit points it had and what its weaknesses were and stuff um again the super mario iconography just made it really compelling and the the GameCube version was basically just a remake of the exact same game with a handful of I mean the GameCube had a lot more processing power so there were a lot more like oh now you're in a battle with a thousand Goomba sprites instead (laughs) of you know a mass of ten or whatever but I just played through it again and loved it even though it was basically the same game with slightly different wallpaper wallpaper Mario it'll be pretty sweet to see the DS or the 3DS Paper Mario. Mm. I did, however, lose interest in the Mario and Luigi games after a while. The first one was awesome. The second one I got like probably two thirds of the way through. And then I think, I think the second one I might've actually gotten to the end boss, not been able to beat it and quit, which is frustrating. I liked the third one better than the second one. The third Um, one being Bowser's inside story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. It's been too long since I played the first one to be able to judge between the first and third one. I remember uh, digging up beans. Yeah. That was the thing that you did. You collected different kinds of beans. You know, like in Mario. <laughs> sort of like in Doki Doki Panic. Oh, this, this this quest involves picking a bunch of turnips for some reason. <laughs> throwing them at guys who became... That's weird too, right? Like, so much of the iconography of the latter-day Mario games comes from stuff that was not meant to be a Mario yeah, game. Yeah. Like Although I guess some of those... And... The shy Guys, they did reskin, right? I feel like they reskinned a bunch of the enemies from Doki Doki Panic to also make them more Mario-y. I don't think I've ever seen the original Doki Doki Panic. Because there was like a bird on a flying carpet and it had originally just been like a dude with a turban. Because why would a bird need a flying carpet? Yeah. It's flightless. Uh, it could be like an emu, <laughs> a kiwi. New Zealanders are afraid of airplanes. Yeah. That's why that's why you hardly ever see them anywhere because boats are expensive. And they take a long time. Hmm. They're afraid of uh furry. They're afraid of uh, airplanes and also mainland Asia. <laughs> so, if they take a boat, <laughs> they take a really long boat ride. It's it's frustrating for them. <laughs> The, the boat that's even slower than the slow boat to China because yes. they don't want to go to China. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so that was a story about... Small numbers. Small numbers, right. Yep. Which we got to via... Costume Quest? The, we were talking about things. Yeah, the combat and costume quest yeah. was what reminded me of Paper Mario. 
Yeah. Because it's got that that real time thing. And it'll just do a thing like I'm I always have a really hard time because I play console games so infrequently that when there's a thing that comes up that's like I'm playing a PS3 game and it's like quick hit triangle. I'm like fuck which one is triangle? Oh game over. Like uh, every time. It's like God of War is frustrating. I guess if I were younger, quicker on the uptake, I would just know. I would know where all those buttons were. I was sort of a late arriver to the uh, whole PlayStation, PlayStation empire. I think the PS2 was well out and established before I ever got a PS1. Hmm. And I only got a PS3 because there was one year where my mom wanted to know what to get me for Christmas. And I was like, uh... There was a PS3. PlayStation emulator that you could run on old Mac computers. Mm-hmm. You'd, take, you'd actually take the PlayStation games yeah. and put them in your CD drive. I remember and seeing it wouldn't always work. Yeah. I remember seeing those in the in them uh, PC versions and, and them being sort of cuz you could also you, like with that it was very you didn't have to like mod it to just play a copy of a PS1 game. Cuz PS1 right. games had that weird opaque black yeah. CD. Yeah. What was that all about? I don't know. Was it really opaque? It was opaque except to lasers. So anybody with laser vision could see right through it. Like Superman. Oh man, speaking of which, we came up with the best prank. All right, so you find somebody who's sunbathing and has fallen asleep. This is and not, you this draw is not the best prank. You draw on their arm with Vaseline an armband with a swastika. Uh, okay. So then when they wake now up I understand this conversation that I walked in on the end of. When they wake up, they're a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing this mad magazine. Uh I want to say it was drawn by Sergio Aragones. It's a Mad Magazine comic where uh, there's a girl sunbathing and the, these kids have like a glove on the end of a stick that's propped oh, yeah. up yeah. and they hold it over the girl's back so that there's a tan outline of a hand and then the next panel is her boyfriend being mad because he thinks there's some other dude's hand print tanned into her back. And I just remember thinking like, that would... That would just totally not work. <laughs> and It would have to be really close to her. Yeah, it would have to be really close, and you'd have to be there for way too long for those kids to stay interested in that <laughs> project. And then why... Why... What's in it for them, right? Like, is is this? I mean, it, it's it's possible that I gave this a little too much thought when I was when I was a kid, right? But well, but maybe it was like it's their older sister, and they're trying to get her in trouble. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, okay. What, what yeah. is what is inherently necessary that like that you do something that is amusing that it have anything in it for you, right? Like. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, mean I there's guess it's a just lot being of... destructive, right? But but it seems but it's like... not even destructive. It's just it's just like artistically we, we modified. We used to play a lot of those sort of pranks that that you won't actually get to see the punchline of things like leaving brain shaped jello molds in newspaper vending machines and just stuff where you strange strange things that you do that you will not get to see people's reaction to them but the, it's fun to imagine what it would be yeah we once I, made a piñata instead of putting candy in it we put uh, paper towels soaked in maple syrup <laughs> and, uh, i don't know why i can never tell that story without without just breaking down into giggles about it did did people actually break it open? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> Sorry. I mean, it would be kind of funny to make a piñata that was just like filled with plaster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Cement, yeah. Uh, wow. This thing was this thing was hard to hoist. <clears throat> oh man. Just fiberglass. It's just it is just a fiberglass piñata. It's actually one of those one of those things outside the grocery store where you put a quarter in it and you ride a little fiberglass right. horse. You've just torn that off, <laughs> coin slot and all, and just hung it from a from a tree by a rope. Turns out those are actually full of candy. You, you pay you pay you pay people to hit them with a stick, um, and then the guy at Walmart gets mad because you stole the you stole the fun horse. Did you ever? Were you interested in those things as a kid? There was a uh, there was like a giant bucking bronco at this like a you know not a, not a real horse or whatever like a bull riding thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like it looks like a pommel horse, but it's like animated to move. Like it's. And actually yeah, try to like buck the, you off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they have them in like occasionally had them in bars or whatever. Yeah. I haven't seen one in years and years and years. But there was this Mexican restaurant that I went to as a kid, and they had one of those, and I got to ride it once or twice. And mechanical it was mechanical bull. Yeah, mechanical bull. Thank you. And it was awesome. And so like the little you know, baloney kids rides just were not exciting to me after that. I see. So I was in, a, I was at way, a bar no. a couple of years ago where they had one of those, and they would like. If you were a hot girl and rode it, they would give you a free drink. So every once in a while, there'd be a hot girl riding the mechanical bull. I think that's kind of hot. Did she have to do it for like an hour? <laughs> yeah. Actually, it might have just been uh, it might have just been one of those machines from those internet videos. You know, the robot that pushes you down the stairs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the protector robot. Yeah. Um, the pusher robot. The shover <clears throat> robot. So should we start? Uh, should we start with the questions? Should we start with the radio show? Oh come on, we've been doing a radio show. No. Uh, Casey Wiederman says the Alchemist class in Crystal Chronicles makes potions through a skill-based minigame. You stir them up with the stylus. Satisfying. Jesus Christ! Chronicles. Crystal Chronicles was fucking terrible. I don't think was that the one that you had to have. You, you had four you had four okay. DSs. Yeah. You had four Game Boy Advance SPs. So th- we we. Collectively, the guys that I worked with, we had the perfect set. We were super excited about this. It was like, this is going to be great. We had the perfect setup for it. And the game was such bullshit. Like, you, you had to get four you, you controllers. Used four Game Boy Advance SPs as controllers. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you two reasons why this game was fucking terrible. Two things that they could have just fixed and the game would have been good. Uh, so you, you, you had like, You'd play through it level styles kind of like Gauntlet. There were some really fascinating aspects to this. You had a secret goal that only you could see because each player oh. had a display screen that only they could see. That's cool. That was a, that was a really cool thing, right? So that was interesting. Like you there and there were some good I, there were some good items and stuff that you could only get and sometimes they were sometimes your goals ran counter to the goals of the other right, players. Sure. But you you had to cooperate a lot so the times right. when your goals ran counter to those of other players as opposed to just be the best at this thing that you're all trying to do. It was frequently like, all right, well, I'm torn between wanting to be good at this video game and not wanting to be a dick to my friends. Right. Not trying to be uncooperative in an environment that is hostile enough to cooperative play. <clears throat> so when you were playing multiplayer, in order, the way that they dealt with the players not getting too far apart to all render on the same screen yeah. was that they made one character have to carry this fucking bucket, and it was just a bucket. One guy got stuck carrying the fucking bucket, 
that was like this is this is how big the screen is. The, this is the area that you can go is within a certain radius of this bucket. When you're carrying the bucket, you can't run. When you're carrying the bucket, you can't fucking attack anything or use any of your skills. Could you drop the bucket in a spot? You could drop the bucket in a spot, but it was it was a constant source of aggravation. It was you were so much angrier at that goddamn bucket <laughs> than you were at any of the enemies that you fought for huh. the entire game. The other the other problem was the way that the actual the way that every action that you performed in the game world worked. And that was because I think you were limited to only two buttons on the DS controller. You had shoulder buttons, but then you had... It wasn't a DS, right? It it, it only had A and B buttons and, and a D-pad. <clears throat> the way that your attacks worked, you would hold down a button to attack. I think the shoulder buttons may be selected between different attacks and different like spells and stuff that you had. You would hold down the, the, the attack button, and a circle would appear at your feet and start moving outward in the direction that you were facing. When you let go of the button, the attack would happen... At wherever that circle mm. was, including like hitting something with a fucking sword, right? A thing that should just be a deeply satisfying huh. hit this button, swing the goddamn sword, hit the goddamn monster. I mean, Zelda by hitting had a button that since right freaking eighty five. But the, the reason the reason that that existed, I think, is a because of the limited controls, and b because you could do these really awesome things if you. <clears throat> the, the the thing would eventually the circle would eventually stop, and you could still you could guide it. Hmm. Everything had a range, right? Maybe everything had the same range. You could guide it around. And if you were, like, casting fire and another person was casting fire mm. and you got the circles to match up, it would become fire And then if a third person put fire in there, it would become fire and mm. be, like, a huge giant attack that you could do as long as you were all standing near the goddamn bucket. <laughs> like, it... it it should have been so good and it was so bad and like it I, I just it makes me sad we were so excited about it we had like we had like marked off a few days to like hang out after work at this guy's house all right we'd, we'd all you had to all buy like these fucking link cables right. to do it like it was a considerable outlay of cash due to the excitement of playing this game and we played it once for like two hours and everybody was just like yeah I don't ever want to play this again hmm like, wow, that eh. sucks. That makes me mad. Um, oh, he says no, no, Crystal Chronicles DS. Okay, so maybe there's a maybe there's a new one. And he says Four Swords, the Zelda Four Swords game had the same setup: four GBAs, four cables, and that was super fun. I could not convince anyone <laughs> to play that as a, as a because solid. Crystal Chronicles was such a failure. <laughs> yeah, which is sad because you'd already bought the cables. Yeah, we had. Um, Did everybody need to have a copy of the game? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Hmm. No. Every once in a while, there was also some bullshit racing mini game where you'd get stuck inside the, your DS and weird. Or maybe I'm thinking of Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, there was some kind of there was some kind of weird racing game. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think there'd be any traction in a like a? An a iPhone, 2D version of Minecraft. No, an iPhone game that was sort of like that, but there is no bucket. Instead, you... Instead, there is only Zool. No, you play... You're, you're playing in a world that's as big as our world, and you interact with people if you're in the same room with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
like an MMO that exists in the world that you have to actually go someplace to do something. Mm. You mean like the idea I had that I keep trying to convince you is a great idea? But that's that's not the same thing. That's that's not. I'm talking about a game where you would see somebody else in the game if you were there with them. Sure, why not? Dude, I don't know. Do, I mean, do you think that'd be so? All we have to do is model a 3D uh, environment that is as big as the world. Well, you, that's been done for us. Okay. So we're done. Wait, I know. Done. Let's make like a Farmville that's played with a Google Maps overlay. No, let's not do Google Maps. Let's do uh, Google Earth. Oh, okay. Right. Is that actually is that actually 3D rendered ish? Yeah. More or less. Do they do they texture? Do they like map buildings and texture them? In cities, they do buildings. In in a lot of the world, they will have places that you can like mountains and stuff with elevations and hmm. things. Like the I think the broad strokes of the elevations of the planet are correct no no i'm not talking about the broad strokes i'm talking about the details where the devil is yeah, well do they maybe, have the do they have google hell maybe you play a giant and so in order to actually like traverse any reasonable distance you have to be driving while playing <laughs> <laughs> did you see the okay go uh thing that they that they like their most recent project no they um they want you to download an app for your iPhone or maybe some other platforms or whatever, and then you um, you get in a car with some friends, and you you plan out a route, and then you drive with this app running to like draw art in your city, <laughs> and they will take the best ones and incorporate them into their next music video. Huh? Yeah. I have a feeling that um, that's gonna be a bunch of caucus and balls. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I, I was gonna say I, that makes me want to look at a map of my city and map out yeah. the the biggest set of cock and balls that yeah. I can find. Uh, Fred Levi says, you could do basic three-hit combos with your weapons in Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. What, were you fighting with nothing but focus attacks? It's possible. Yeah, it's possible that we just didn't know how to play. None of us. I don't know, man. God, that game was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of you read the instructions? The what? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, you know what? Let's read Radio Bugbear questions. Uh, wow. It was Crystal Chronicles that had a stupid racing mini game played on the GBAs. You unlocked it by collecting stamps. Worst unlockable ever. <laughs> I remember there was some shit where you had to like send letter. You could send letters in between missions. You could like send something to your family, and then you'd go visit them later. And depending on what you had sent them, they would give you some sort of boon. Huh. So I was like, "Hey, help me carry this bucket over to my grandma's house." Fuck. <laughs> Damn bucket! So obnoxious. I just I'm I'm I am livid just thinking about that bucket. What would you suggest as a way to keep everybody on the screen? Lots of games have done it in a way that doesn't infuriate me. I mean, you just can't move very far away from the other person. Right. I'm thinking of other games where, like, if there's any kind of world geography at all, you can get in these really obnoxious situations about. You can. I think with with responsible level design. You yeah. don't have to worry about that so much. Sure. I mean, there have been plenty of games. Like, me and my old roommate used to play a lot of the, like, old, like, the sort of Baldur's Gate games for the Xbox, mm-hmm. where, you know, it was just like a, it was like a hack and slash action RPG, where you just go into dungeons together, yep. cast spells, yeah. heal, and heal each other, beat up skeletons, take their swords. It's pretty fun. Um... Like multiplayer Diablo. Yeah, except not bewildering. 
<laughs> oh, man, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that time we tried to do that. I mean, do we, when Diablo 3 comes out, which you can already buy on Amazon, what's up with that? Um, okay, so I have an idea. When Diablo 3 comes out, we'll say we're going to play it together, and then I will play all the way through it, and then six months later, six years later, you still won't have even bought it. We did not say we were playing StarCraft 2 through together. You can't even play it through together, can you? I don't know. I doubt it's it. It's like a, there's a single-player campaign, and then there's, like, right, multiplayer. We're going to play multiplayer. Yeah, well, I mean... Now it's still, too late. We still can. It's... No, we can't. Everyone on Earth <laughs> is so good at fucking StarCraft 2 that there's we no... We can play it against each other. Oh. Yeah, fuck that. You wanted to play cooperatively. <laughs> you just win every time. Yeah, I wanted to play cooperatively. Mm. What's with, uh... What's with words with, with friends being owned by Zynga? Yeah, fuck that. I'm glad I bought it before they got it. They just they just acquire everything that is successful. Mm-hmm. And the fact so yeah, that's actually that's how you know if you're successful or not. Yeah. Does Zynga own you? <laughs> Have you been owned by Zynga yet? Have you been bought by Zynga yet? It is kind of getting owned. Yeah. <clears throat> let's read Radio Bugbear questions uh, because we've been uh, by let's. You mean you? Well, you know what we've been really neglecting is the uh, voicemails. I should I should listen to those and see if I can stitch something together one of these days. Yeah? Not today. No. One day, but not today. Yes. Maybe next Thursday. We're actually going to be here and doing radio shows for the foreseeable future. Nice. Yes. That makes me happy. I even scheduled my uh, my next travel around the radio show. Nice. I like fly out at like midnight. Nice. Yeah. Um, hmm. Maharito, uh, we might have read this last time. Uh, Do-it-yourself robes and beer for sustenance. It was when we were talking about becoming video game monks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I dread to think you'd submit yourself to a KOL lifestyle just to make KOL better. I'm sure that violates an artistic rule somewhere. I think that, no, I, I, I think that is exactly how most great art has been made <laughs> by, by, by monks, no, by aesthetics, by people that have like devoted themselves to something for a while, you know, like mm-hmm. wearing robes. It's, you know, you all great art is done by people. In you don't robes. write these. You don't write awesome novels while you're also, you know, working eighty hours a week as an investment banker. Right? I think you do. Not really? eighty hours a week. I feel like there are people who write awesome novels while they are working forty hours a week as a clerk at a hardware think, store. Not thinking at all. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you have a thinking job, then. It depends. It actually depends. I mean, I feel like I did a tremendous amount of creative work when I was working jobs, just corporate IT jobs, because I, you know, a lot of the time I was fucking around, sort of reacting to stuff that needed to happen. I mean, you know, sort of, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you know, like if the boss's baby wanted to play peekaboo, I frequently had to react. <gasps> Where'd he go? That's what I'd say. Um. <clears throat> Uh, people talking about whether it's okay for us to sell a 30-pack of something in Mr. Store. <laughs> in, on Radio Bugbear? Yeah. That was from last week, though. It was weird. We had not yet even considered that. Or had we? Had we considered? I don't think we had. Last week when we were talking about it. Yeah. Because we, last We were week, talking about something else entirely. It was the day after we had... Uh, I had begrudgingly committed us to doing yeah. the card game. Yeah. Somebody, somebody had asked later what the process was of coming up with and implementing this item in the month, which we'll, we'll tell that story. I do want to get through these radio bugbear questions, though. Um, Raijan Neely says, would you put a simplistic version of KOL on Facebook connected to the main database so that people can eventually migrate to the real game without losing that much? That is, I think, the only thing that makes any kind of sense to me. 
It, yeah, I mean, it, it does make a measure of sense. The, the tricks are just like, what do we put there? How much time do we spend on it? What is the value of doing that? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those I mean, are the- putting, putting a subset of KOL on Facebook and saying like, Hey, you know, I, I know you like Facebook, but <laughs> I heard you like Facebook. Yeah. Um, could we, could we just take the first two levels or three levels of it? The problem with that is that the, I mean, the first two levels of KOL have so many hooks into so many other things. Well, you get rid of all those other hooks. You just ignore them. Yeah. I mean, right. And then you, you just take that content and like the wrapper and you put it in some sort of Facebook app. You could, you could simplify a bunch of stuff by just not having a bunch of options. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you are limited to only a handful of equipment slots. Yeah. Hat pants weapon. Say, yeah, for instance, you know, and like, but I mean, then like, yeah, uh, you know, you, you could, it, you'd have to, it would basically like just be making a new game using KOL's assets, which is fine. Huh. I mean, that's why I haven't done anything is because I think that's the right way to do it if there is a right way to do it, and it is, it would be so much more work to pair KOL down to something that made sense. In terms in of the context of a Facebook game, code? then it would be to just make a new game. Oh, to make a new game that used the same assets and didn't, you know. Then, but you know, how do you how do you hook it in? Is the problem? I mean, once you've started playing on the regular KOL, then what does it look like when you go back to the I Facebook? Don't think, I don't think you'd, you'd you just wouldn't back. be able to. I think I mean, you just uh, don't go back to the KOL, the yeah. Facebook KOL. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, also, it seems like we can't even take money through Facebook. Yeah, you can't, we can't, we couldn't take, well, that's not true, because we could do it as an external site thing somehow. Well, what we were told is that you can take Facebook dollars for your site, um, but once you get to a certain size, if Facebook will basically approach you and say, we heard you like money, (laughs) um, if you want us, if you want to use Facebook as a platform anymore, you're going to have to start taking all of your payments in Facebook dollars, which means they get 30% huh. or whatever, or, or you can't be on Facebook anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bum deal. Yeah. I mean, but they don't do it until you, well, t- I mean, until you're you know, big, a- until you're, until you're making so much money that you're like, okay, whatever, hmm. you know? Yeah. I would rather make two thirds of what I'm making than nothing. Until you're making so much money that you would rather have two thirds of it than nothing. You'll. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody still plays Mafia Wars or whatever. But you'll. If you do, you'll. You, you might have noticed that there are two distinct populations of people who play Mafia Wars. There is the people who play Mafia Wars on Facebook and everyone else. Because huh. if if they interlink them at all, any money that comes in to the other stuff has to be in Facebook dollars. Or it's in. I mean, it, it's not that it has to be. In, like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. You have to take your MySpace version has to take Facebook dollars. It's well, just you can't make any money. No, I mean, you can make money, but then Facebook gets the same percentage that they would as if it were in Facebook dollars. Huh. Yeah. So really, it's, I mean, it's interesting, right? It's, I mean, it's as a business model, it's, you know, I can't argue with them from a yeah. business perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind like, of the march of progress, right? I mean, when radio want, was invented, everything was a pirate radio station. Well, and then it's, you know, then later it's like, oh, what the fuck? I can't be on the radio. I can't do stuff on the radio unless I pay all these licensing fees and shit. Or, you know, you, you, know, know, you want to make a TV show, you have to put these ads in it, yeah. you know? And you're like, well, I don't want to do that. Well, you can't be on my network because yeah. that's how I make my money, yeah. you know? But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like that is, 
the evolution of any sort of mainstream yeah. media I mean, it, is it, it makes sense in absolute terms but i don't think it would work for us oh no. god no yeah, yeah. yeah. no I'm, I'm just like but the, it's also possible we would never be that big to even attract their attention mm-hmm. so yeah but i mean it's it, it's like getting there and i mean I yeah, the idea of getting there and then having, yeah. and then having to make that decision and we would probably say no and then being like and they'd be like okay, sorry yeah, yeah and then just shut it down that would suck yeah Oh. But then maybe we could reskin it as Lingdom of Cothing. <laughs> yeah, and just have a second, a shard. Reset, yes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people would be happy. Uh, Graythen says, So we as a community appear to be struggling to find the remaining four solutions to the puzzle box. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. Linguini Lad says, I remember on a past radio show, you guys saying that one day out of the month, the antlers enchantment exceeds plus five. Uh, why is that? Why is it that they haven't been spaded yet? Or was that more than plus five familiar weight nerfed? Um, there, it's not on the month cycle. It's on the like 178 day. Are you talking about the, is it based on the lunar stuff? Yeah. The oh, growth yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's there, there is like, every there is a 178 then. day site, right? I don't know. It's like 190 days. It's a long cycle. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but it was, it was made to be, oh, yeah. I mean the, the whole design of Grimace or the Hamburglar, the whole point of the Hamburglar was to, to break throw it. a wrench into, <laughs> into the, I'd forgotten that he was cycles. named Hamburglar. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know why, but I felt like actually explicitly labeling it the Hamburglar was one step too far. Yeah, yeah. It's like why we do get I, away why with do I calling think that? Like what? Well, because I mean, <laughs> Ronald is a normal name that someone might have, and of course, Grimace Ronald is and a Grimace, normal dictionary two. word. So we can't get in trouble for using those. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, nothing but... is the Hamburglar except for the Hamburglar. Oh come on! <laughs> we could have named it the Ham Murderer. Any number of things could be the Hamburglar. <laughs> Uh, I just noticed, says Linguini Lad, that there's 11 different choices for the relationship status part of a person's Facebook profile. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Damastus says, yay for revamping of old areas. Is the sleazy back alley set to get an overhaul slash expansion? It kind of doesn't make sense uh, where it is anymore, what with everything around it destroyed. I mean, it's an alley between a bunch of buildings that are set up just to produce an alley. Yeah. It was going to open up into Hobopolis. Yeah. Kind of. That was that was the very first like after Spooky Raven came out, we were like, oh, we should do that, that a similar style thing to each of the other starting zones. And yeah, because like, Nob does the Nob it. basically the Nob had does. already done it. Yeah, yeah, Spooky Raven did that, and then it was like somebody was like, hey, the sleazy back alley should open up too, and then a naked Jew was like, you should call it Hobopolis, and then we were like, no, we should call something else Hobopolis. Yep. Um, Dare Figurehead says, how about some sweet, sweet teasers about the unadvisably ambitious item in the hunt? Yeah, more than that. Little late. Uh, <clears throat> Magi X says, uh, can we have a KOL undo button? I accidentally just auto-sold a bunch of warm subject gift certificates, getting like a quarter oh, of their sucks. value. And by a bunch, I mean hundreds, all with one click. I mean, did you right-click them and do it? Because you, you had to turn that on, you know? It's part of the risk you, the risk you, uh, you take on, the risk you assume that you will make an ass out of you and yourself by accidentally auto selling some shit that you didn't mean to auto sell. Did we start calling it auto sell? Who did we? Yeah, I thought so. You mean did we coin that term? Yeah. Why have you heard it somewhere else? Well, 
I feel I feel like most people call it vendor vendor selling or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if I don't know if I don't even I really, don't know if I it doesn't could, really mean <clears throat> it doesn't yeah and I don't know if I don't know if I referred to it that as that like you know because I refer to the in-game messaging as K-mail and I didn't make that up right like that's just what players started calling I definitely it. started calling it that very early on yeah and I don't know I mean I, don't, I doubt I was the originator or whatever but it just made a lot of sense uh, Vladimir Jones says first off thanks for being awesome well you're welcome Vladimir as a field biologist living in a hotel, I have less than stellar computer access. It's just me and my netbook. I'm wondering if y'all have any suggestions for games playable on a netbook for when I burn through all my KOL adventures. Thanks. Uh, well, there are all of the games available at redtube.com. <laughs> 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 uh, they're, they're all divided into categories for you. And <laughs> um, I mean, there's lots of good uh, flash. You could play Twilight Heroes. If you, like, if you like Kingdom of Loathing, why not check out Twilight Heroes? I've been playing the shit out of that. Are flash games like? Uh, are the, is the screen big enough to do most flash games? I don't know. Lady Friends got a little netbook with a tiny screen. Plays a number of flash games because you can always like full screen the browser, right? Mm-hmm. The games on Congregate, I I feel like <clears throat> are sized f- such that most netbooks yeah. can okay. have them on one screen. Sure. If you get a bigger one, sometimes that's outside those bounds then you know like say if you start working on a game three years ago using that standard and then the standard changes right in the interim (sighs) yeah Grimdell says regarding renting video games what about setting up a few MAME boxes yeah I mean that'd be a lot of video games that would be a pain in the ass to play Takenoko says uh do you guys listen to the Hey Ash podcast? I listened to one episode of it, and the sound quality was pretty bad, and it was also like they had not really prepared at all and didn't say anything interesting or funny. <laughs> and so I kind of gave up on it. It's, it's we, possible. We often do not prepare at all yeah. and do not say anything funny. That's true. Or interesting. But there's three of us. That's and I like listening true. to the sound of my own voice. I mean, I feel like that's the <laughs> difference between my voice and other people's voices is that I like listening to the sound of my voice. Also, I probably wouldn't listen to our podcast. Haven't you listened to our podcast in the past? Every once in a while. I mean, I, I listen to parts of it to edit it. Sure. Every once in a while, I will pull out a really old one. Be like, oh, gosh, I sound so young. It's like the podcast of Dorian Gray. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one episode where I'm just like, hey, everybody, welcome to the Kingdom of Learning podcast. What? Is it keeping all of you young or just your voice? Just my voice. Oh, I see. Yeah. These dulcet tones aren't going anywhere. Um, Dodgson says out of interest would clicking the X button on my browser instead of clicking log out do any harm no no not at all the only problem would be is if you wanted to log in if it was like right after rollover and you log in and then you click the X and then you try to log in again uh, it might not let you if you didn't log out properly Uh, you might have to wait five minutes or whatever um, I wonder if we could shorten those timeouts again. No, we can't. Not no. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We've we've gotten to a point. I think we're actually destroying actively, like vengefully destroying sessions now, mm. which was part of the problem. Because okay. like when when rollover got super short, 
there was some weirdness with people's sessions persisting across rollover. Right. And so I think we are now really, really seriously killing those sessions. <laughs> but I could be wrong. Grimdale says, just did the palindrome quest from scratch and realized that you meat paste chrome and guitar. Wouldn't it be more appropriate to meet Smith? Dude, I don't know. Meat smithing might not have existed when that quest was made. Hey, remember when I had a bottle just, of whiskey? Aren't you just affixing the, the chrome to the guitar? Do you, do you, is, that how you, is that how you chrome things? Is you take chrome and then stick it to them with glue? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. That would have been much easier than actually polishing the wheels of my bicycle when did, I was a kid. When you when you first made Chromore, did you know that chromium was a thing? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. It was a, it was a joke. You, when you made asbestos, or did you know that asbestos was a thing? I didn't know See, that it was a thing that you mined. That is so yeah. awesome. It is. It is kind of funny. Yeah, like so. What what well, is you're, you're to somebody reverse who knew, engineering to the somebody world. who knew about all types of ore, <laughs> wow, only you, linoleum you was a joke. You mine asbestos. Asbestos yeah, is an actual wow, thing totally in the did ground. Not know that it's, and went and wrote a joke about how it was made of the fossilized bones of fire-breathing <laughs> dragons or something. Yeah. Weird. Asbestos is, is yeah. I I did not know that until we went backpacking with a geologist and he's like, "There's a bunch of asbestos," there. and I was like, "That's pretty funny." So those hills don't catch fire. He's like. No, I mean, it's in the ground. That's where you get asbestos. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> huh. Weird. Yeah. Evangelion Q says, shouldn't ye wizard chat game shop Pocky and Saki be in the awesome category or awesome class range for adventure games? Hot stuff? What do you mean, shouldn't they be? Define uh, define that what shouldn't, like, this... You realize this is a one-way broadcast well i'm just confused by the question shouldn't right because like it's a grimoire so theoretically this should be not super ascension relevant and like these things have have some impact but hopefully they don't have so much impact that it's like crazy crazy important you know the idea was that somebody who was really serious about ascending would look at this and be like eh, i could get that but i don't have to that was that was sort of where i was trying to put everything yeah so that the the only thing that you would get that didn't have a cost associated with it was those potions, and all those do is make combat easier. That was the idea. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it also gives you just enough MP just to make it just a MP little just bit to of MP piss you off. just to piss you off. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have it, yeah. Yeah. Well, but it costs five MP to get that MP. <laughs> so you know. Oh, did the MP go up when the duration of the potions went up? No. Oh. <laughs> So you're spending five MP to get five to ten MP. I think it's yeah, it might yeah. Like it might be five to ten. <laughs> oh wow. That that got to be much more of a dick move uh in the fullness of time than it started out being. Uh, um yeah. I was gonna up it, but then I was like, no, nah, I think that's kinda funny. God. This is you know, this is turning into one of our best months ever in terms of revenue. I guess being openly hostile to the people that's... Uh. So, I mean, we could talk a little bit about the, like, 30-pack thing, which was, like, I, I was really... I really did not feel super comfortable about it. And I was like, you know, the only way that I'm going to really, be, like, sign, a, sign off on this, that, that I'm in approval, not that, that, you know, you need it to do it or whatever is if we explicitly say don't buy this <laughs> and i feel like we did that yeah and you know 
people did anyway. people still got them in you know yeah. that's that's great like if if we're super open about how we're like you really really don't need this you really don't need this uh and people still want it anyway then then i don't feel bad yeah right? yeah uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, and that that one guy that couldn't tell which he had more of because Mr. Accessories account now <laughs> senses a mess now. Panic, I think those the guys. Yeah, perform one cue. Um, Play Havoc says, "How about an official contest to make cards for the new item winner? Would have their card be put in the game? Also, my custom avatar form was too big, but I'm Play Havoc man. Play Havoc." That's what he says. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, why not? It, we we will probably do... I mean, the the plan is to do at least one expansion. We'll talk about this more because there's a lot of... There's a lot of really uh, particularly well-worded forum questions in the in the thread um, about the, the process of making this thing and what our plans are. Um, yeah, a lot of people saying, woo. Uh, Have you gotten to when the out of the month came out yeah just just got there um <clears throat> i don't know you know the idea of a con- of a design a card contest the the only problem i have with contests like that it's sort of like the who's who books and stuff like that it's like it seems really predatory to me it's like here do a bunch of work do for a bunch us of our workforce yeah i would agree with you if the overwhelming majority of submissions weren't just god-awful yeah that's that's so i, yeah, I worry about the what happens if we don't get anything that we think is good <laughs> do we then have to pick the least bad one and put yeah. it in the game remember when uh it, it, you'll just win yeah. <laughs> yeah. they'll all be submitted anonymously and then oh yeah riff one. that was fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> You didn't. You didn't work. For I, I, no, yeah, you didn't work. Yet. But but it, you almost did. Almost, like it was. It was yeah. getting close. I think. Like I think it was. It was after the summit, but before we got the office. And, did we ever uh, revol- resolve them getting, getting unkidnapped or whatever no, it was? No, no, no. Oh, it's part of that. It's part of the unfolding story. You, I miss, I miss you know what's guys. You know what's you know happening, <laughs> right? Oh uh, well, uh, I don't know the details. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know what plot specific things you guys have come up with it's pretty horrible. stevie ray it is it is pretty horrible stevie ray says uh, when will crimbo skills be adjusted to auto perm what never what and when will the new pvp setup be in place what? never <laughs> what we just released the new pvp what yeah. are you talking about you know i'm i'm curious like there are a lot of uh there are a lot of people using this and this is an interesting test bed for because i mean it is i think the code is pretty similar to for the lobby and stuff is pretty similar to what we've got yeah, I and think there's been a prototype of the new pvp system in place for like a year and a half yeah right so it's it's not like there were there's a lot of things that we couldn't we couldn't we could neither agree nor agree to disagree on so i burned it to the ground much like the office yeah for the insurance we got we got code insurance for cd moyer any code that gets deleted we get like a dollar <laughs> um so he wrote a script to, to <laughs> generate and delete line after line of code so all right guys we're rich items of the month are free from now on. um moon says i hope this is the place we send questions to jick for jick to to jick for i'm wondering uh 
uh, quote. At Comic-Con 2010, Jick mentioned that he kind of forgot about us super casual players when he made NS-13. Is there any plans in the making to make it easier for the people who are literally the opposite of power slash speed ascenders and now find the game pretty annoying and boring due to all these extra things in our paths? Literally 2,000 adventures worth of extra things. I would be happy to send examples if needed for Frat Boy Island and MacGuffin come to mind. I don't... 2,000 adventures seems like a lot, even well, for a casual person. I mean, if you are, if you're just clicking on the, if you're clicking on the battlefield, yeah, if you don't, one adventure are not even trying, but then that's a thousand. For, if you do it as one side, okay. You so could, I could definitely imagine if your goal was to spend 2,000 adventures, <laughs> spending 2,000 adventures without ascending, right? But like, how casual do you have to be before it is genuinely that slow? And like. Why? If you're why, that casual, if you are why that casual, why is it a big important. deal? Yeah, yeah like that—that's what. I, and it wasn't Comic Con; it was Dragon Con. Um, I think we didn't present anything. We didn't at say Comic-Con. anything. We never said anything. At unless you unless you said something to somebody. I didn't talk to anybody. I mostly just. You have to talk to people a lot this year at Dragon Con. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm legally obligated to talk to people a lot. Yeah. Why do I have to talk to people so much? I'm going to have one of those badges. It says, look at me. I'm a fucking marginal internet celebrity. <laughs> it says it in that voice, too. It's I don't know how they do it. It's like a, it's like, it's just this constant klaxon <laughs> saying that. Ear-splitting volume. There's time for klaxon. Yeah. Um... Ow, my lap says. So now that the elaborate item of the month is out of the way, is Valhalla far off? It's a ways, guys. I, like, it, You've been working on it. I, mean, I had been. Yeah, I had been working on all kinds of shit before this sudden uh, week of nothing but this item of the month for everyone. But but you were making progress. I mean, like things are happening. It's you know I, I'm not going to give any kind of time frame. Yeah. I'm not going to say true. two weeks. So I, it means I really have no idea. <clears throat> but you're working on it. Casey Wiederman says, friend of mine beat Super Mario RPG at level three. He skipped battles, beat bosses by super jumping a thousand times and saving a lot. <laughs> super jumping a thousand times. Yeah, because there were there was an attack that you get fairly early on that if you are really good at the timing, you can just sort of do an arbitrary amount of damage huh. by if you keep like you'll you'll bounce you'll you'll jump and then hit and you hit the jump button at the exact moment of impact and you'll jump up slightly higher and hit again and then if you do it again you'll jump up slightly higher and hit it again but after four or five times you're going off screen and so you have no way of knowing how long it is i I can imagine somebody getting really really good at that and being able to do some crazy degenerate bullshit like you know beating the game at level three but like yeah it's cool that you can do that you know sure you can avoid most of the random encounters, and that's yeah. uh, the game. The game that we're making, you could you could skip a lot of the sort of content which makes you stronger. Yeah, no. You mean the content which does not kill you? Yes. <laughs> uh, Graythin says, "How about a feature where every match you play earns you one store credit? One might be too much, but would that idea work in theory?" <laughs> <laughs> We only matches against people as opposed to against bots. Well, the problem is that you would start playing matches against people that were bots. Yeah, we like that. We're we, we're we super hesitant to do stuff that rewards playing against. Yeah, some of our plans have gotten kind of waylaid yeah. by an actual serious consideration of what people are going to do yeah. if we start making the actual game at all relevant to anything ever. Yeah. Um. 
you know, we need to figure this shit out for PvP, though, right? So, I mean, yeah. you're putting us in a position where we actively have to think about it in order to, like, feel like we're done with an already implemented feature is, is fine. Uh, <clears throat> Rajanili says, you could have a KOL minigames app on Facebook, have the arcade and or Alice's army, figure out some fair way that makes it more advantageous to play through KOL, but not make it necessary to play through KOL. You know, Kellenvor had suggested, like, put some app on Facebook where if you're logged into KOL, it'll say, hey, go to Facebook to do this quest. And it's just a quest that you do on Facebook, and then it gives you some kind of cosmetic item in KOL. It ties back in, and after you okay. do it, you can post to Facebook. You're like, I just finished the fart quest. Backwards. It would be the fart quest. Well, it would... What it does... Right now, we cannot... You cannot post to somebody's wall as, like, a page. Uh, so what it so. does is it... it you generate an event which you which then gets posted to your wall. You like you decide to post something to your wall. So then mm-hmm. all of your friends see it. I see. Whereas right now we don't like it doesn't do anything. We can't like post to people's hmm. walls or whatever. We so. can't post on people's balls. Unless they pass out <laughs> with their pants off. We could we could have a Feast of Boris like monster that was a a a Facebook demon that when you killed him, it gave you an option to post to Facebook that you had managed to kill this crazy rare thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's the, you know, we could we could not do anything that which went, took you to Facebook, but we could just put hooks into our current game that let you report yeah. achievements that you'd made in the game in Facebook. Which I would be fine with if it was something that, like, you opted into yeah. once. And, like, and, and uh, this is a thing where I think I would literally want the buttons to say yes hook into facebook or fuck you <laughs> right like yeah so it's like okay fuck okay. your face okay i take a big step backwards and literally fuck your own face <laughs> <laughs> that's what it should say um king stupid writes the radio thread question thread so many questions, so little time. New sound rig sounds great, guys. Question. Last week, Jake inferred that the Mr. Store consumable would be a permanent fixture. Does that hold true with the Alice card booster packs or gone after March 32nd? Uh, they will be gone after March 32nd. Maybe 34th. We might leave this in a few extra days uh, like we do sometimes when they're especially late. Um, maybe not, though. I don't know. Uh, was this code for the card game part of or a rough clone of the new PvP stuff? Kind of. I mean, the, the PvP stuff has a lot more back and forth. C.D. Moyer talked about using some of the code as a basis for this. I don't know if he ended up doing that or not. Okay. Because, like, you know, he he had he had took he already had a bunch of structures in place, so he might have gone there, cut and pasted, and we might be seeing some of the stuff that's that was sort of in the PvP system. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I have a feeling that you'll talk about this without anyone asking, says Stupak, but what do you think about putting a CCG in the game, especially regarding the Farmville thread? The couple of times it came up, it was quickly called an evil business model, and of course my bullshit comment like three minutes before the new (laughs) item of the month rolled. Why do you think your CCG in KOL is different? In case it's not clear, I think it's fine. I'm just curious about your thoughts, because this seems like the kind of thing that would really bother Jake. Oh, and, uh... Reiterating my intense desire to hear an encounter code show. Finding out that ultra rares can be overridden by semi rares or wandering monsters was pretty neat. And I feel like there'd be a lot more of that in a full show. I mean, 
So, question, I mean, can we talk about collectible card games in general? Just, do we agree that they're kind of insidious? I don't. You don't? No, I don't. Um, because it, I... I definitely spent way more money on them than I felt like I should have. And, you know, I was lucky in that I sold them off and made a profit, but... Sure. I mean, and so was I. I don't consider it lucky, necessarily, <laughs> Right, I mean, well, but let's say you don't know that they're going to have. Let's any say value. I had done it with Yu-Gi-Oh cards or whatever, you sure. know. Yeah, I mean, that maybe those are valuable too. Hell, I have no idea. But like, you know, there were definitely a bunch of collectible card games that did not, you know, accumulate in value. In a way, I feel as though that is a self-correcting problem because I think that if a game is not going to get enough mind share that it takes off and the cards become valuable, mm-hmm. it is not going to be good enough for you to develop a serious habit. Mm-hmm. For, you know, I spent more money than I expected to mm-hmm. on magic cards, but I also spent, you know, I also felt that same tinge of guilt whenever I bought beer, you know, whenever I like. Even though that was sustaining you? Yeah. That was providing you with vital calories? I mean, books provide you with vital entertainment, you know? And it's like, oh, I have a problem. I spent too much money on books. It's like, no, no one ever says that. <laughs> right? So, like. It, it, I have. I have definitely thought that in the past when I was (laughs) yeah yeah in a book buying sort of frenzy i mean i feel like i say that when i have bought more books than i feel like i'm ever gonna read in in college i would go to the bookstore like once a week and buy some books yeah which was dumb like i definitely accumulated way more books than i could read at the time oh sure i mean i think i probably i probably in general buy because i buy like one book every couple of months and i don't i think read one book every couple of months well, I'm, and I've got three or four books going at the same time now. So yeah, like, I'm trying really hard to finish five. Make months. time to read now. Yeah, I've been I've been doing an okay job of it. I just poop a lot more, and that gives me more time to read. So, I don't think it's a big deal that collectible card games are especially popular among like you know eleven year old kids, and that they you know, require you to spend money if you want a lot of the cards because everything requires you to spend money if you want a lot of it. And that kind of shit is what money is for when you're an 11 year old kid. Right. I, okay. I bought a bunch of, I bought a bunch of, um, garbage pail kids and I did not regret that at all. Yeah. And like, I mean, I just, I I don't, I don't think that the model is evil because like partly I believe in Richard Garfield right like i have you no reason imaginary i have no reason <laughs> i have no reason to believe that he is like an asshole i have no reason to believe that he is greedy or whatever the reason that magic has a rarity mechanic in the packs of cards is so powerful cards are rare yeah right so it, it is it is to make the game more fair yeah nobody i knew had every card that they wanted to have. Yeah, to have. exactly. And right. I mean, it's because that doesn't seem like a reasonable goal. I mean, the fact that the fact that like a handful of dudes will spend 500 bucks on boxes of boosters to get all of the cards, like, you know, if you're going to do that, you're probably going to do something else harmful with that 500 bucks, right? Well, like, it's not it's a not... harmful. If you have 500 extra dollars and that's something that you want, I mean... There are things that you spend $500 on that you want, right? The other reason that I don't think it's a bit like, I don't think that Magic the Gathering is evil is because Magic the Gathering is an extremely well-designed and fun game, right? It, it, it is not something that, like, 
TSR Spellfire was some bullshit they put out to try and make some money cashing in on the Magic the Gathering craze. Like, they were attempting to be the Zynga in that situation, fast-following, but not copying anything that made it good. Just well, trying that, to copy that, the things that made it That goes straight profitable. back to what we were saying last week about why, why is Zynga evil and Blizzard isn't. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I just wanted to touch on that. So then, I don't... First of all, I don't really think the thing that we made is even vaguely like that. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I feel like it is a game with the trappings of a collectible card game, but like the fact that there are only twenty cards and it is pretty easy to get them all. A and B, you you like. Granted, it takes time, but you generate cards. You have the power to make more cards at. You pay a, sing, a single one-time fee, and then you can make all the cards. Yeah, you know that's that that's what to to me differentiates it entirely. Like, given enough time, you will have every card that you want. Yeah. So. Yep. That's, that's how I feel. I don't think it's evil. So, and then the game itself, you know, I think I, 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 I enjoyed playing it while we were testing it a lot. Yeah. And I didn't. Did, you didn't play with another person, though. Sure. Because I, I cannot beat the robot that randomly plays cards. Like, I am so bad at this game, which I arguably designed. Yeah. Right? Like... I mean, I made the first versions of all the... Like, Scully was like, hey, let's do a card, you know, Alice in Wonderland, yeah, we, I guess we, we card didn't talk soldiers, about the process CCG. Yeah, so, uh, we get to that. So that was, like, probably the third or fourth of February um, that he brought that up. And I thought, ugh, God, you know, I could see that being a thing that we could pull off if we start working on it now. So I spent a few days... Uh, forgetting to bring in a bunch of blank <laughs> right. cards that I had at home. That, that was the first few days of February. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then once I finally did, I was like, okay, we, we had talked a little bit about, you know, it, Scully had like some vague suggestions on how the game would work. And then I was like, well, okay, let me just try and design a card game real quick. So let's say that you put down the cards one at a time and then they fight in these ranks that are facing each other. And then Hot Stuff added the, because this wouldn't have made any sense otherwise, he added the blind selection Hmm. um, where you're reacting to their previous stuff as opposed to like somebody going first and the simultaneity of attack resolution um, solved that problem. So then I wrote up 18 of the 20 cards. No, you had made 14 cards. I made 14. Okay, I made 14. Uh, actual two, two, two physical decks that we then played with. We played probably five or five or six games, and there were <clears> some <throat> definite problems. There, there were some, there were some definite like degenerate, broken strategies there. So we say like we adjusted a bunch of. Basically, we made the attack values a little higher, kept all the hit we, points. We the added same. a bunch of specific counters to specific strategies. Yeah, we did that until it no longer seemed like there was a single dominant strategy. Yeah. And then there were, and then at that point there were 18 cards. Yeah. Like the ones, what did we add? The very, the, the last the, two the, cards were the we, coward and the cavalier. <clears throat> well, no, I'm saying, what did we add? Oh, the, we added the ninja. The ninja, the martyr. The guard. No, the guard was always there. Oh, the, we, the ninja, we changed the, ninja, the values. We, the, the ninja the was wall was originally 110. Yeah. And so okay. we had made a ninja that was 10-1. <laughs> so... We, yeah, like things things had too many hit points to begin with. Well, no, yeah. So the walls had too many hit points, and the attacks were too low. So we lowered the <clears> we lowered the highest hit point things and upped the attacks, and that right. made it a lot more interesting. So we added the ninja and the martyr, and what else though? 
the cleric did, maybe did we did, add the priest i think we added the priest did you have the sniper? you already had the sniper i, I had the, the sniper i had the nurse and the page and the yeah like i can't i can't think what else you had the no we had maybe? i started with 16 i had made you, 16 did, cards we added the ninja and the martyr okay in in the initial paper play testing and then got it all well no we kind of sat on it like i was going to so this was before the orlando this was before meeting. orlando we i after talking back and forth about it in like a, in our first conference call where we talked about it and then just like talking hot stuff about it i was like you know i like this but actually i don't know i cannot implement it myself i don't know if if cd moyer has the time to do it so i think it might make sense i don't know i don't remember which of our ideas this was but to save this for crimbo and just do a different item in the month um like to use this thing as it because then we could do it because then we felt like a lot of the problem in in like figuring out how we were going to distribute and, and and disseminate the cards was making it fair as an item of the month right like trying yeah. to figure out how to make it an item of the month and i'm still not positive that it, we did it right but i mean it seems to be popular it was it was complicated because we we wanted you to be able to play on the first day but we also wanted cards you know to be able to anti cards and we want like there were just a bunch of questions we wanted the that, landscape to change over time as more cards came into play yeah. like we, we wanted the cards to be consumable in some way like it had started out where they were all going to be combat items but then since it was a grimoire if it was a grimoire they all had to do the same thing and then i thought that was super boring or, or they they couldn't be they couldn't really None be super be useful powerful yeah i mean it, like we we were we, we went back we and got, forth on a bunch of yeah, different back and forth things. on a bunch of things about their in-run utility and stuff like that and then i was supposed to i took the cards with me to orlando and i was supposed to like show scully what i had we had done with it and play with then them. and then suggest to him that we save it for crimbo and i just didn't end up talking to him about it the whole day. we just did not have a minute hmm. where it was like it seemed reasonable to talk about work um and so that didn't happen so then on the last the the previous meeting like a week ago yesterday yeah i was like you know guys i don't think we should do this because there's not time and we, we spent an hour discussing an alternative hour trying to come up with an alternative item of the month and then scully was like you know we could just do that card game we were talking about <laughs> We talked about that for another hour. It was yeah. it was our longest conference call to date. Um, <clears throat> do you actually keep track of that? No, I just we had never had a two hour conference call before. Um, so then I was like, "Well, we've got all next week to do it, so that'll be okay." And then uh, on Sunday, I was like, "God damn it, <laughs> it's February." <laughs> And so, like, you know, a bunch of work had been done, right? C.D. Moyer worked on it pretty much all weekend. Yeah, yeah. C.D. Moyer, like, I, because I, I was basically like, look, I I will believe that we can do this item of the month a lot more if it is playable by the end of Friday. That was what I said on Wednesday. And he, I think, stayed up most of the night doing it. Yeah. But he had it playable against the robots on Friday night. Yeah. And, and added PvP functionality on Saturday. We spent... Yeah a bunch of time playtesting it over the weekend and tweaking a bunch of things. And then I came in on Monday morning. I don't know why I didn't work. I should have worked the weekend and I would have if I had realized yeah, I didn't, the, I didn't the work very hard. Really so. I was working the weekend. But, um, and then, you know, I started doing art, started making all of the other decisions. I... Monday, was it Monday or I Tuesday? I woke up on Monday like, with the snack bar in my head and I was thinking, oh, you know what? This solves everything. 
But then it's like, nope, that just adds a totally well because you total additional vector. That your thought for the snack bar was that it would eliminate the need to have foil cards. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, and then we decided. Scully that, really wanted the foil cards to exist, which for, I think was for cool. I think so too. I, I think so too. I mean, it's just it was the foil cards made it super complicated in figuring out what the fuck the cards themselves were gonna do. But then your idea, hot stuff, came up with the card sleeve idea, and it's like, oh, okay. That's yeah. that's a way to differentiate and these, and it's just and cards know, as currency. It's potentially a thing you could pull. Card, cards you turn in as credit was yeah. something. That I mean, the, the, having a store in there became important. We, I think, we had your original thought. What, was your original thought to have the food stuff be like a separate thing entirely? Then, like, or was that going to be the whole store? Was just the like snacks? Because like we we like there was a, there was yeah a, a I wasn't going to sell anything I wasn't going to have the right. tattoo okay. you guys who are complaining about the fact that the tattoo cost ten thousand <laughs> it initially went in at a million <laughs> I just I want you to know because I mean it was it that, was literally 10, supposed 000, to be kind of a joke that because 10, it was an 000, item that you you would just basically never be able to get that cost that you were complaining about was was. <laughs> yeah three orders of magnitude <laughs> of us yeah. Well, not us. Okay. I didn't care, right? I I was like, okay, fine. So right. the, I okay. do not care how expensive the original there were. Are. There were originally five things for sale in the store instead of four. One of them was the chat channel, which was like five, 000. which was like five thousand, and that was the cheapest thing above the foils. The foils, the foil card prices went down a little bit, but that was we. That's basically they're basically the same as they were. Um, the uh, yeah, the chat channel was five thousand. The card sleeve was I think twenty thousand in the. And the the tattoo was a million yeah. points. Um, you th- trade-ins were worth a little bit more at that point, but not not enough where it would have made a difference. More. Yeah, <laughs> no, you would have still needed like two hundred foil rares to get. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 two hundred foil. No, two thousand foil rares. Yeah. at five thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, two hundred. Two hundred. Right. I think it was a hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing and not a no, it was a million. <laughs> the, it, was, uh, uh, it may have been originally, originally, okay. originally, okay. and then and then we lowered it, it was to a hundred thousand when, when you guys I saw, saw it. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then people. Yeah. So then, okay. So but then we, you know, we had a bunch of argument about it, and like we decided that. So then I was like, well, maybe there should be a back room to the shop where we can have a couple of additional like gameplay styles that you can have. Like maybe that's where the like playing for meat could be and stuff like that and that's where and we sell that as a thing and there's a secondary chat channel for people who are like really hardcore about it super wizards um but then we just was like screw that and so we just kind of pared it down a little bit reduced the prices reduced the prices again (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so it's you know i honestly did not think we were going to sell many of the booster boxes yeah i was and, and i was, people have been people have bought way more of those than i expected i was i felt like when i said you know what i think this is worth trying i i, I think that it will not like my worries that this will harm our credibility I'm going to put them to the test because I think that they're probably unfounded. I was expecting anyone else to object. I was I I, I could have imagined any one of the other of you On guys saying I don't think that side. that's a good idea. Yeah. Um. But you know. Well, I mean, just the fact that we advertised it as you probably shouldn't do this, 
I think goes a long way too. I mean, and we're, I mean, we and we were, we, that wasn't tongue in cheek. That wasn't. I mean, that was like literally. Yeah, I like, mean, this is really just like if you if you are so hard up for instant gratification yeah. that you are willing to make obviously bad decisions. Well, but it's not. Then and, and the thing is, it's not a bad decision. No, it's I just, mean, there were a bunch of people who bought them and then were in, like, they would buy a mystery in the mall for meat, buy it, immediately sell the cards for more than the mystery cost, you know? And I thought that would be exciting for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. I also felt that by adding, you know, adding several hundred, because that's what I expected. I mean, I expected, I expected to sell a dozen of these things, you know, of the boxes. By adding several hundred cards into the mix, yeah. that it would make the game more interesting for people yeah. the first few days. Because otherwise, nobody would have... You would not be able to play for Ante on the first day at all. Nobody would. Unless, you know, unless they... It, it would be sort of zero-sum, right? Like, so, yeah, every so person somebody would have, somebody would have to stop playing. Play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so by having even... You know, even If even a couple people bought them, then there would be a bunch of extra cards floating around that would suddenly make the game a lot more vibrant on day one. So, and I was like, you know, that, that alone is worth having that in there. Cause we had also talked about the possibility of like the first time you use the grimoire, you maybe you get two packs or something like that to make it. Yeah. But, but that was kind of dissatisfying because then it's like, then it almost feels like you're losing something on the second day when you only get one. Like, yeah. And I mean, we wanted to like, there, there was also this sort of a uh, kind of a nod towards like, how do we make it better for people who actually buy the grimoire than for people who are just buying the cards in the mall? Cause there's no real difference. And so, I mean, I mean that's what the, the, and that's the what the coupons kind of yeah. kind of does that, but not really because I also made those tradable. I mean, my my instinct is to forget to mark things untradable, and so <laughs> a lot of things get sure. you know by default. Which you know, I mean, it's it's makes it more like a more worldy and less gamey, I guess. The more the more things are tradable, the more things are actual. You know? Sure. Uh, Demix says, "Why not ask here too? Sealed pack anti games for Alice's army. I don't like strategy and deck building, even deck of five building." Yeah, I'm I am entirely okay with a variant of play where it's each super person, random. I know each person has to have a pack, an unopened pack to play. You play one game with those revealed cards, and then the winner gets all ten of them. I feel like a lot of those games would be the person who gets the better cards just gets five extra cards. Yeah, but I mean, that half the time that's going to be you. Sure. Right? So I mean, it, it like sure. I am surprised at the number of people who are playing for. Anti. Really? I did not expect anyone to. Riff felt th- there was a lot of debate about whether or not we should make it so you can only play. Yeah, I for think anti. It, I think the which didn't make I any think sense. What given, it ended given up the, happening like, was sort of in between our two opinions. Yeah. Well, because you like if you could only play for anti, if you lost your first game, you. Yeah, we had to we had to give you X additional cards beyond the five on the first day, where X was the number of games you were allowed to lose before you had to just stop playing. Yeah, which was Um, really dissatisfying. Playing against the robot, but yeah, I I, well, but you couldn't if you lost a game, then you couldn't even play against the robot. You know, right? Like, well, no, because you wouldn't have been able to start. Yeah, that's true. You could never lose down. Well, because at that point, I don't know. We like we hadn't necessarily decided whether you anted at the beginning. I guess that it was recoded that way. Yeah, and and then deciding that the card that was picked for anti couldn't be played was another interesting thing. We had discussed in the beginning one of the fundamental rules of the game being oh, that yeah, the yeah. first-ranked cards were played randomly. Which we never we didn't code up as a variant. No, but we can. I mean, yeah. we can we can add it. Because um, I think when we did that for, on a couple of test games, it was really interesting because you have to react... Yeah. You have like like both sides have a bunch of decisions to make now. Like, yeah. how are you going to react to your own card being whatever... 
and your opponent's card, like all of a sudden there's all kinds of things to think about. It seems like there would have to be some, like there's a fair number of cards that, like would we, would we prevent it from playing the martyr? No, is your first card not necessarily? Yeah, I mean that's because you're yeah. just kind of fucked if that happens. No, I mean he he he's a little bit of a meat shield. I mean, yeah, it's bit. really no, it's not really yeah, I any guess different. Fucked is overstated. It's not really but. that different than having him behind the guy, right? Because I mean he's the first guy getting killed anyway. He just is not. He's not hitting as hard. Huh. You know, you're, you're but you're not doing that much less damage. Well, it depends. Over, depends, over on, depends on which guy. Well, yeah. yeah, people yeah. people love to put him behind ninja, the ninja. Ninja, ninja yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we did, right? Like we made the ninja to counter the wall, and then we made the martyr to counter everything else that countered the ninja, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I mean, it was like, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Blue Scream says, "I love Alice's War. Any chance of there being future expansions? Expansions? Thirty cards isn't all that collectible for a CCG, and also it's only twenty. <laughs> uh, and it's always good to keep strategy fresh. What about a sealed booster format? What are the odds of getting physical cards in the store? The game is not, I, and I think I posted as much. The game is not, not really sustainable to play with physical cards." There's a lot of there's a lot of math, a lot of just do. boring arithmetic that you have to do, and then there's no yeah. decisions to make, and it's just like, and it's also a lot of the ranges are not easy to roll on dice. Um, I we, we could, I did not want you did not want random did values. Not want random values. You also didn't want stuff. values higher than one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, I I thought that even one might be too many. <laughs> um. Uh, WVO Quine says, I started playing Echo Bazaar a while back, and I think it's great. I did a search on the forum and found out Riff and Jick had been playing it. What mm-hmm. happened with that? Did you guys quit early or stick with it a while, and did Hot Stuff or Scully ever try it? I don't think Hot Stuff or Scully ever played it. I don't think have my I played it the longest out of any of us. I got bored with yeah, it. I, I, like, it once, I, I, I always enjoyed the text, but I got really bored with the mechanics and the grinding that was necessary to I, to get to anything. I would have been okay with it, I think, if you had gotten a daily allotment of actions as opposed to having yeah. to come back every 45 yeah. minutes. But that like, was rough. Because that, that, to me, is the mark of... I am not saying that Echo Bazaar is evil, because <laughs> I don't believe it is evil, but... The slow replenishment out of, of a very small capped amount of actions that you can perform, there is no good reason to do Question. that. Question. How, what, what was the mechanic for that like, very sort of slow space game? Like it, when you sent oh, ships yeah, yeah. away, uh, Neptune's Pride. What was that? Just like it's going to take eight hours to get there. Yeah. Okay. So that that wasn't doling out turns so much as it's variable based on how far away something is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just it's just things take a, things take a very long amount of real time. Right? Sure. So so I mean, yes, you could get advantages if you were like paying attention and you woke up. Okay, I, that's, I just wanted to know if it was because I remember it that was, being a different way of yeah. Of I mean, dealing it was it. it was it was critical and 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 what's weird is that I would not normally like a game like that. I don't know why, and I haven't played it again since. I played a game of Neptune's Pride. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give these guys some money so that I can you know maybe do the make my own game with the advanced features or whatever. And then I never I gave them twenty bucks and then I never played it again. <laughs> like I was just like, huh. all right, here's my you know goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Uh, 
Well, I don't regret it, uh, but I've got all these credits on Neptune's Pride. If, if we want to so, like, what was something I didn't know because I haven't played Farmville was like what, it, when people were talking about it, they were describing their experiences with the game, and they were talking about how like there will be a crop that will you know come to harvest in four hours, and then you have a two-hour window to harvest it, or it dies, and like you've just wasted all of your time and energy and resources, or whatever, to make it. Yeah. So it's like not only do you get your turns or whatever, but then you have to come back within a particular window to to do it. And I think that that is like like a double slap, right? Like it's not only do you have to come back, but you like if you don't, you lose everything. Yeah. Um, I absolutely despised that about Echo Bazaar. I liked the yeah. content a lot. I liked I liked the mechanics of it, even though it, I mean it is extremely simple, mm-hmm. right? The way that the game actually works is extremely because you're just like adding to stats, right? That then let you do other things. You are, but the the it's it's like stats and items and quests and attributes yeah, are, are all, all the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Right, but I mean, that's and, what, when I say you're adding to stats, I'm like, all, all yeah, you are is a collection just, of numbers yeah, that can All you are is a collection of, of, like, this thing and its, and its number value, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, <clears throat> you know, I, like... And they were all weird. They were all, like, weird. But they were kind of awesome. Things. I mean, yeah. like, that's... The, it was, the theming it was, was kind of neat. The theming yeah, was really the theming colorful. amazing. It's really, really cool. fantastic. Huh, okay. And... And that you know that's that's why it had the. I didn't like it being tied into Twitter. Like that's what I just. I made a Twitter account yeah. that no one was ever meant to see for the express purpose of like spamming the bullshit that gets you more same here turns on there. So and I guess I, I mean I guess that's but that's, that's like weird. weird. I, I've read their I, I need to catch up on it. But what? reading their reading their development blog like they're like smart dudes. You know like they, they don't seem like bad guys. They're just doing a thing that's like you know so. Why, why do people play Facebook games on their actual Facebook accounts? If because I guess they need to have friends. Like they they rely on the like friend network. Well, they also wouldn't bother going. I mean, I don't think Echo Bazaar is particularly popular, right? I mean, they so wouldn't bother. Echo Bazaar doesn't require you to have followers or whatever to get no. stuff. Okay, because I feel like that's like. Doesn't, no, it doesn't do any of the bullshit that like you know the vampire okay. games and stuff do, where you just can't go here unless you you unless do you have, have to posse. interact with other people by the like you get plagued with nightmares or whatever, and you have to you know you Somebody have to, to play a game of chess with one of your friends in order to dispel the nightmares or you know whatever, like you know. But even that was like interesting theming. It's like uh, I log in, it's like oh I need to spend one of my turns going out to dinner with Jenny so that she stops having diarrhea or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> like like. You know, that's it. You, a monster gives you diarrhea, and you have to go to a nice restaurant to yeah. eat some non-diarrhea food. Yeah, because all the restaurants just serve other people's diarrhea. <laughs> Which, if you eat it, you're going to get diarrhea. Like that's well, it's it's a vicious it's a vicious cycle of poverty. Yeah, I, I know. I, look, to, don't if, well, no, I'm just wondering if you eat somebody else's diarrhea, do you then have triarrhea? Ooh. <laughs> um. Let's see. People asking about the replays and stuff, and uh, the game is still is, buggy. I don't think bit. you guys understand the level of awesomeness you've stumbled upon with these cards. People, uh, you know, I was not honestly expecting people to be this effusive about it. Yeah, and I, I was expecting more complaints about yeah. the, the booster box and stuff. At the very least, you know, or just like the fact that we're diluting. KOL or whatever and like people have started to sort of chime in a little bit like that but the you know most people seem to be really excited about it 
and a bunch of people are playing it. You know, they're like in the first day, there've already been like 8,000 games played or something like that. Like a ton. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I'm continuing to read through this thing. I've, I watched a bunch of replays and people have totally different strategies and styles. <laughs> it's kind of awesome to watch. That's cool. Um, Shop Troll had written a Netrunner is an old collectible card game which was really, really well balanced for sealed play. A lot better than Magic at the time. Huh. I The only time that I ever play Magic anymore is sealed tournaments and, and I'm still really bad at them. We played uh, we played a, a game where, just a common deck game. Oh, that was odd. That was, that was a, a lot of fun. That was like the most fun I have ever had playing Magic. Yeah. When we were at Gen Con, yeah. we had bought starter like we had bought pre-made decks of magic cards for like like scully and his wife had never played magic right so i was like you know let's go to the wizard's booth i will spend 30 bucks on magic cards and we can all play magic and then and then you you know they'll just have an idea of what it's like you know it's like an important bit of education as a as a game developer right and so we played and they were like they were both like you know we're not gonna it was like me and hot stuff and nightmare and scully and his wife so we got just a deck of every color and Scully was like, you know, we're not ever going to play this again, so you can just keep these. And he handed us the decks. And then Nightmare just stacked them all, shuffled, shuffled all the decks all together, together. <laughs> and then we all drew from a common library yeah. and just played. <clears throat> and it was awesome. I was having a lot of fun until until I, it was either you or him just like destroyed me in one turn. I was like, oh, well, that, was, that was fun. Yeah, because <laughs> there was this crazy shit like the stuff that like so many cards were getting discarded because we couldn't play them and then there was a thing that was like all monsters in every graveyard come into play under your control or whatever and it was like in a normal game you wouldn't have been discarding two thirds of the cards that, yeah. that came off the deck and there wouldn't have been three dudes with giant graveyards yeah. like, well because it was and it was just a common graveyard too I think yeah. Yeah. well I don't know if we did a common graveyard I think we did oh. it was a mess it's just a mess <laughs> But what is what is awesome is that Magic the Gathering is such a well-designed game that you can do any number of crazy variants and yeah, it, it, yeah. it is it is as though it supports them just built in because it is it's just it's it has that complexity born of simplicity that I just do you remember get enough of. the demonic attorney yeah card I forget what that did made you anti another card ah right like it wanted you know and like i i was a, a little like you and that i wanted to play a bunch of anti games and i could never get anybody to play anti games yeah cuz i was just like you know the, this is what the game is supposed to be you are supposed to be invested in winning and losing and like be really upset about it if you, you yeah, know if, there like was, an important there was, card gets traded away the anti was a major feature of garfield's original design they because they it, you because they you also don't get to use that, that card yeah, right like so yeah. it's it changes the game a little bit especially in 40 cards i mean if you if you're playing with the like cuz eventually it got to the point where i feel like we were always playing with minimum decks of 60 hmm. instead of 40 i thought it was between 40 and 60 was the deck size huh. it changed i think back when i originally was playing in like High school and early college, it was minimum 40, but at some point they changed it to minimum 60. Really? Yeah. To force you to have more variety or something? Because people uh, were building two, I think two, so. two, I, two I, streamlined. I think it was, I think yeah. it was I, in, it, they had sort of made a push to eliminate first turn kills, or like to at least make them 
significantly less likely to occur. I see. Right? I don't if know you if have it initially five, started five with more the, types of cards, yeah. you're gonna, it's going to be that much I don't harder. know if it initially rolled with I, you know, first turn, no I, more than four. I, granted, I didn't have you know the perfect first turn kill decks, but like when you only had a couple of the, the right cards, it was really hard to get a first turn kill off. You know? Yeah. You felt really, really satisfied when you got one to work. Uh, you know, I have a lot of fond memories of playing that game. Yeah, I like, I like hearing Nightmare talk about his 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 mana engine decks and shit that if he got this particular combination of cards, he would just have infinite mana. Really? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that seems like it shouldn't work. <laughs> um... Turtle White's opinions on the Old Man Murray slash Wikipedia fiasco. Oh, yeah. That's such bullshit. What, I just kind what of don't even is care. that? They decided Old Man Murray isn't notable and wiped the page. But it's still there. They brought it back. Oh, they, did they, they bring got, it back? Like, there was enough oh, outrage. Which, good. I mean, I feel like if you, if you eliminate a page from Wikipedia because it's not notable enough and then 5,000 yeah. people tell you bring it back, that probably indicates that it was notable yeah. <laughs> enough to keep. I mean, that, that just seems like a thing that... It, the, the trouble is, like... How, like, eventually Wikipedia has to be larger than the web if there's a Wikipedia page for every single website, right? And it's like, while Old Man Murray is sort of legendary among a certain kind of person on the internet, that kind of person I don't believe is particularly representative, right? Like, I would say among rock, paper, shotgun readers. Mm. Well, uh, the argument that someone made was that that I liked was that isn't the point of an encyclopedia somewhere you go to find out about things you don't know anything <laughs> about so if something isn't notable to you right but but and it's like wikipedia has a finite amount of resources hmm. right and so it's i it makes me I'm angry isn't the right word. I am sad the way that Wikipedia like has been cracking down on like in you know like instances of this in pop culture links or whatever because like that was a common thing in a lot of the articles yeah. that I would read and I really enjoyed it yeah. and was very happy to see it there but they they wanted to be more scholarly, more serious, more whatever and I'm like, you know it wasn't hurting anything. It wasn't hurting yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Oracle of Wuffing makes an interesting point. It says, I am filled with dread about the idea of tweaking and adding expansion packs to the card game. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're all doing excellent on the keeping up with updates to the game stuff, but the same attitude kind of floated around expanding tasteful gifts, and then again on Jackass Plumber. I'm worried that it'll get lost under the pile of spindles of post-it notes of things that'll happen. That is a legitimate concern, and, you know, yeah. like, so... When this was being made, we made sure that there was a fairly finite procedure to adding new cards to the game, right? Like it, the way that the way that it's done, it's just it's not a big deal to add new functionality to the game. There's a little bit of art, you know. I have to draw like a new head and a new icon, and then hot stuff. I have to do another animation for the foil. And then we have to write a little bit of text, and then C.D. Moyer has to write a line of code to add a new card to it, right? The reason, in my mind, that the Spencer's Grimoire never got 
the treatment. There are two reasons, and I think I've talked about this before. One is that it is a lot easier to come up with new items from the back of a comic book than it is new items from Spencer's. There are there are just hundreds of iconic things that you immediately identify as the kind of shit Archie McPhee's sells than there are things that you identify as the kind of shit that Spencer's sells, yeah. right? And the other thing was once a bunch of unrelated changes, really a single unrelated change to the game, made the Spencer's Grimoire actually sort of relevant in game terms. Yeah, I was true. scared to add stuff to, to it that would might to dilute. dilute to dilute the pool of summons. Yeah, and you know I don't know why I was scared to like make the people who bought it happy at the expense of a bunch of people who are going to fucking complain about anything, but. But I did. I mean, it, it became it became a balance concern in a way that the in a way that the the what's it uh, uh, McCree's Grimmar just never was. Um, and you know, I mean, Jack Jackass Plumber was just sometimes you spend a lot of time messing with something and it never gels and. Jackass Plumber never gelled. So when you say fix Jackass Plumber, what you are actually saying to us is have an entire other idea, flesh it out, implement it. And I, you know, personally, I am just kind of okay with the idea of there being a broken arcade game in an arcade because that is, because that is exactly, yeah, that is exactly what's in an arcade. So the fact that we kind of had an idea for it and it kind of worked, but didn't really, and then it's just a broken game in the arcade. I was like, well, you know, that is super appropriate. So it doesn't. It's not as compelling to me to be like, okay, we really need to fix this because it's sort of a gaping hole or whatever. Because like, there's so much content in that item of the month. Like, it's so much content, <laughs> so many different games that we made. You know, <clears throat> uh, the champion asks. Uh, this is obviously premature, but I'm curious as to how well this awesome new idea has done in Mr. Store so far, including the booster packs. Uh, sort of alarmingly well. It. I believe at this point has outsold the reindeer. Huh. Um, which, woo! You know, that, that makes me pretty happy, actually. Like, it, it, it's like, all right, that's a little bit of pressure off the future, maybe. You know, who knows? I mean, the, the fervor might die down, and we might have nowhere near the long tail that we get in most months. That is, that is where the, you know, the sort of, like, simple majority at least of of the money that keeps us going comes from you know i'm i'm pretty pleased it's it's, it it has been an unqualified success is is what i would say yeah uh another twitter post came in Casey Wiederman says sure jake magic the gathering was well designed it's really (laughs) gone downhill in the past couple of years i basically don't ever trust anyone who says that why do you say that? Well, because I felt the same way at uh, at some point, but then I realized, no, you know what? I've just been paying attention to this for too long. Like, the reason that I think that this is bad now is because it is not like the thing that it was when I knew it, right? Mm-hmm. And while there were times when we, like, every once in a while, we would also like, oh, let's play Magic. So we'd yeah. go to the store and buy, you know, 15, 20 bucks worth of Magic cards and play. And if it was towards the end of a cycle when all the cards are super fucking weird and complicated that like 
buying those and not realizing that there was a base set yeah. that I could yeah. have bought, but that they just didn't have any of at the yeah. game store was like, oh, well, that makes sense why I thought that it sucked because what I was playing was was not strictly speaking a standalone thing right. that you were supposed to play, right? So, I mean, it, I after reading Mark Rosewater's column for a while and I really I really need to check and see if he's yeah, if he's still yeah, doing that. Same here. I have really a good. I have a tremendous amount of respect for the way that they go about doing their jobs. You know, a way that until until I actually read his explanations of the way that they do things, I did not fully appreciate. Yeah. And I mean it could be that he's just a super charismatic mouthpiece for <laughs> their R&D. And he's just making all of that shit up as though it were a joke on Roseanne. Because <laughs> what's funny is that the head of R&D for Magic the Gathering used to be a writer for Roseanne. Um, which was a pretty good show. Remember that time they found a bag of weed in the bathroom that was like from the 70s? Oh, and no, then they I got didn't high. see that one. Uh, Shop Troll says, adding to this, are you guys submitting anything to Rock, Paper, Shotgun for their Old Man Murray special feature? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> uh, crap, we didn't get, we, we did the radio booger questions. I didn't get through all this. <clears throat> uh, since I'm listening live for once, have you played Super Paper Mario for the Wii, says Box Islan. I found it less interesting than the previous two for combat. It's real time instead of turn-based, but the story was pretty amazing. And naturally, all the iconography is still the same. I played like the first half of it and didn't really like it. I feel like I played it all the way through and enjoyed it, but I don't really remember anything at all about it. I've never played it. I've never played any of the Paper Marios. Demand, this is actually something that I do want to talk about. Um, One, thoughts on making the card sleeve a free pull. Assuming you cannot get foil cards in regular packs, it wouldn't become close to optimal, but but would give hardcore newbies something fun to play with. I don't know anything about softcore, though. Well, never mind. The possibility of pulling foil cards in softcore never crossed my mind. Also... The card... Yeah, people don't know that yet. Yeah, nobody... You, you don't know this yet because nobody has ascended with it, but the card stays in the sleeve when you ascend um, because there wasn't a good way to put... There wasn't a way that I trusted to put a hook into ascension that would, like, undo that silently. So you can only ever get one of the card sleeves. And if you put a card in it, it will always be in it no matter what happens to it. So Until you, you take it out. If you pulled it... It, you'll pull it with the card still in it. That's stored as a perma flag that persists across ascensions. Yeah, so that's um, that's a tun- that's a tunable offhand item. It's it's unlike anything else in the game. Yeah. So if you pulled, if it was a free pull, you would just have access to whatever was previously in it in hardcore. So we definitely can't do that. Yeah. Um, Shop Troll says, I'm finally working through a run again, and the new art of the Knob Monsters is awesome. However, I noticed the pretentious artist quest adventure in the outskirts wasn't updated. Is this going to be fixed at some point? It looks really out of place now. Yeah, I, I need to do that. Uh, fuck, I gotta skip these. <laughs> Alright, we gotta go, guys. We're over time, anyway. Uh, oh, I need to pick a song to go out on? That's not gonna make any sense for the people listening. Uh, <laughs> who aren't... Ex post facto. You can just cut live. this part out. <clears throat> Does not exist. Right, let's make some really annoying high-pitched noises so I can see which first to get. Uh, that is the best practice. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> you know, it was like <clears throat> that dolphin was giving everyone bags of popcorn. Exactly. Um, good night, everyone. Good night. Have a good weekend, everybody.